1: Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and the Arsenal Transfer Show, our morning 8am show in which we give you guys the latest information regarding Arsenal's transfers, hope you are good, hope you're well, after what was an exciting day of European Championship football yesterday, it's like we were starved of football for a couple of days and certainly it came back um, and certainly it came back with a vengeance is the right way to put it. Uh, Some amazing games. France obviously going out to Switzerland, which makes the tournament a lot more open and uh, with greater possibilities of maybe even a new uh, winner of the competition. That would certainly be interesting. we got Belgium, of course, uh, looking like maybe the favourites, but they do play Italy in the next round. We've got Netherlands going out and Czech Republic going through. And of course, Spain went through eventually after uh, Croatia really did kind of test them in the final moment. Some really good stuff. And then today is the big one, uh, England, Germany. So very, very much so interested to see. How England get on against Germany and and if they can progress and uh, fingers crossed they can progress Uh, we're hoping all we are all hoping anyway let's move on to the main part of the show and go through the transfers before we do that please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show good morning to the chat box hope you're doing all good and all well hope the audio is fine for you Um, Let's cross over to our first story, which revolves around a lot which happened yesterday, Uh, and Granit Xhaka in particular. What a performance um, from the Swiss midfielder. No matter what you think of the guy, um, sometimes you just have to sit back and say, fair play. Um, Fair play for that performance, because it was brilliant um it was absolutely excellent uh, in its performance and this will obviously affect the timing of when this deal from arsenal to roma seemingly gets done uh because switzerland now will move ahead to the quarterfinals and that means that he will not be able to complete this deal until after the euros are done there was hope that maybe if switzerland went out it'd be done sooner but it looks like it's going to take a little bit longer. He was asked after the game if he could do the interview in Italian, and he said not yet um, after the match. So, I mean, if he tells you kind of where your head is and his head is rather with this situation, then you kind of know. A lot of people were talking about the fact that this performance means that his value now shoots up. And, I mean... I understand the theory behind it, but realistically, that's not going to happen. If we're being honest, most of his performances this season, especially in the second half of the season, have been akin to what we saw yesterday. He played very well in the second half of the season, arguably had his best season overall in an Arsenal shirt. So that performance against uh, against France shouldn't really come as, as too much of a surprise, really. It was still a shame to see uh, plenty of people still criticising him. Um, it does go to show it doesn't matter what you do sometimes. Once... The writing is on the wall for some people. That's it. There's nothing you can do. And that is it. But the rumours that came out from Italy today uh, was that a deal of around 50 million euros is still very much the figure. And that's a real shame. Um, I'm hoping that the deal is going to get done for a closer to 20 million, as reported by the likes of Chris Wheatley. Um, so fingers crossed the deal around that figure will get done. But it was a little bit worrying to see some figures around the 15 million euro mark come out from Italy yesterday. Uh, let's hope that they are slightly wide of the mark let's move on to our next story uh, which revolves around William Saliba Uh, the French defender has obviously divided opinion on on how we should deal with his situation he's certainly not uh, in the really kind of good graces it seems of Mikel Arteta and he's set to of course go off with the Olympic side to Tokyo this summer with France Uh, And what's interesting about the, the news which broke yesterday was that Newcastle and Lille are the two teams really vying for his loan signature and that it seems with the incoming signing of Ben White, should that take place, that Saliba's future remains very much away from Arsenal in the short term. Whether or not this means that he has a long-term future at the club, we still have to wait and see. In my mind, if he's going to go on loan, it makes complete sense for him to go on loan to Newcastle. Lille makes no sense. He spent a year and a half in France already on loan. Adds that to the additional years he spent there with Santetti and two. It doesn't make any sense for him to do another year in France. Let him play in the Premier League, see how he fares, see how he gets on. And then we can make a really kind of direct comparison between his statistics um, in the Premier League compared to how he was in Liga and how he stands up against some of our own centre-backs next season. That is what's going to be really key for Arsenal. So Saliba does look indeed like he is going to be leaving the club on loan. Destination is still yet to be decided, but Newcastle, Lille, looking like possibly the two I imagine there are a lot of other clubs also that are yet to be names in the mix as well because he's a very popular player amongst clubs across Europe so we'll see how that goes Let's go on to Hector Bellerin, um, who obviously uh, has been linked with a number of clubs this summer. We do expect him to move on. I feel like this is now a matter of time. It just depends on which club he chooses. His agent was supposedly in talks with Inter Milan, and we brought you news the other day about the fact that they want a loan with an option or a loan with an obligation to buy at the end of the season for around the €20 million mark. Now, the interesting thing about this is that this story links in with a couple other stories should Bellerin leave, and go to Inter Milan. Well, Inter Milan are also in discussions with the agent of Bellerin, who is also the agent of Andre Onana, a player that's been linked to Arsenal in the past. And should a deal be done for the Cameroon international goalkeeper, Inter Milan are certainly interested uh, in that situation. Uh, and we'll be looking for a younger keeper to take the reins uh, for them going forwards. He is banned until November, start of November, so he can't play till then. There's no indication that he's going to sign a new deal with Ajax and Arsenal were quite heavily linked recently to with a figure of around €7 million Euros being touted because of the situation with his ban. So if Inter Milan get this guy, I'll be disappointed because I really did want to see him pop up at Arsenal. I think it would have been a great signing to kind of improve upon Leno and give us that really kind of strong uh, distributor uh, from the back. There's also links because Bellerin could be leaving, Arsenal are going to be moving for another right back. And the name that's cropping up at the moment is Mert Mulder, uh, the Sassuolo uh, Turkish youth international, 22-year-old, uh, plays for Sassuolo in A. He's been linked with a move to Arsenal for quite some time now, um, but it's only kind of really come into the mainstream media through The Athletic over the last couple of days or so. And and this is an interesting one because when I spoke to Rich Hall, who we're going to be speaking to in a lot more detail a little bit later on, we will be doing a tactical breakdown show dedicated to Met Mulder um, and finding out a lot more about him, is that he said this kind of deal makes a lot of sense for Arsenal. He rates him quite highly and it would be a relatively kind of uh, economically viable deal. It would not cost loads of money to get done and he likes it. So we'll make sure to give you guys a lot more information on Mulder in this afternoon's tactical breakdown on the Turk. Uh, So I look forward to giving you all of the information on that. Really do look forward to that one because he's one I genuinely have not heard too much about at all. So I'm looking forward to learning a little bit more as I hope you are too. We now move on to Marcel Sabitzer, um, another player that I know Arsenal fans have been kind of looking at the Euros and thinking, oh, wow, this, this guy's really putting in a shift roster and he had done throughout the entirety of the tournament. Uh, he has his contract nearing its end of RB Leipzig and that means that a figure of €50 million Euros has significantly dropped to supposedly around the €17 million Euro figure for any clubs that would like to purchase him. Arsenal are touted as one of those players. And I think for me, when we're looking at a player that can play in multiple positions as an eight, as a 10, as a seven, Sabitzer fills that role. He's exceptionally versatile. He's 27 years of age. he would be coming in his prime. I think he'd be a really, really good addition to the team. Um, but whether Arsenal can get this deal done is another big question and whether they actually would prefer to go for someone else in that area. But I think Sabitzer would be a really, really good option if Arsenal wanted to bring someone in. Let's go then to our second to last story, which revolves around Nuno Tarage, uh, the Benfica left back. I'm getting better my pronunciation. You don't actually pronounce the, the R in a hard way. It's just Tarage, um, it seems. I mean, he may come out of an interview and completely blow me out the water with this one, but reliably informed and how I know is because we did a tactical breakdown on him yesterday. Uh, And with the help of uh, José Miguel, who is a Lisbon-based Portuguese football expert, he gave us the insight on Nuno Tavares. Uh, to find out how good he is. Uh, and we did a breakdown. We compared him to Tierney. We compared him to Kolasinac and to Josh Doig as well to see how his stats linked up. We applied the context of the situation of him not playing too many minutes. But this deal seems to be moving ever closer, according to the reports that have come out uh, late last night. And that Arsenal could get a deal done for around the 10 million euro, 7 million pound kind of mark. So there you go. Um, this looks like it's, it actually ended up could be Arsenal's first signing of the summer. Unless another one beats it. Before we go on to that, though, this show is out. If you are watching on playback, you should see a link uh, above me uh, at some point on the screen. If you're watching live, then make sure you tune back if you've not tuned in for that one that came out yesterday. But that is already out. Let's move on to the final story of the day, which... Oh, sorry, we've got one more story to talk about before we get there. Uh, This is Miguel Gutierrez, uh, Real Madrid left-back, 19-year-old, Spanish uh, youth, uh, really exciting talent from Real Madrid. I imagine that the Nuno-Tavage links kind of put an end to this one, unless Arsenal are looking to get an even younger option in. Um, but he was on the, the Athletic link to Arsenal yesterday. Uh We haven't done a show specifically on him because it's quite—it's basically just interest from the looks of things. And the, the Nuno-Tavage deal looks to have really scuppered any kind of hope of this one getting done. But annoyingly, he actually is very highly rated. I spoke to Alan Feely, uh, who writes for La Liga Lowdown and does their podcast as well. And he said that he, he really likes him as a player, which is a lot different to how we spoke to a lot of Portuguese experts and how they spoke about Nuno tavares So it's maybe a bit of a shame that we didn't get this one done over the Portuguese, but we'll have to wait and see to see what pans out. So, Sambi Conga, the big the big news of the day. Uh, now, I'm not going to talk you through this um, because, as you may have seen last night, Fabrizio Romano did uh, tweet out this information and Sasha Tavallieri, who is a Belgian football expert and journalist based in Belgium, of course, is actually going to give you the lowdown on this deal. So listen to what Sasha's got to say about the latest on Sambi Lokonga.
2: we as quick as possible and as uh, complete as possible on the Lokonga's cases. Um, for the moment, yes, there is a confirmation. That had been of course an official offer of, uh, to own that, uh to 17.5 million uh, plus bonus uh, that can grow to 4 million and there is um, again some, some details to, to regulate, uh, it's not done um it's about the um, percentage on the uh, cell the future cell so underleg is asking 15% uh but um i i'm really um, i'm really confident you know the player wants to go there he asked uh, to underleg uh, to find an agreement with uh, uh, the gunner, so they are they are making all and everything to so that the the deal can be done also sambiro konga has already uh, as you told um, as i told you precedently an agreement with uh, the gunners so everything is going to to be fine uh, in the um, within the, the next week uh, from what i know and um, there is uh, yes some sa- some good good chances to see uh, next year lokonga with uh, uh, the the shirt of uh, of the gunners
1: Massive thank you to Sasha uh, for giving us that information on uh, Sambi Lekonga's situation. It seems that this deal is in fact moving exceptionally close uh, to completion now, which is really good news for Arsenal. The main thing, uh, as Sasha said there, is that we need to sort out the sell-on clause. Um, are they want supposedly around the 15% mark. Uh, we know that Arsenal aren't too keen on sell-on clauses um, because we know that from the Emmy Buendia. Uh, situation that they weren't too keen on that, so it does seem to be that it's very close, as we have been saying for quite a long time now. Um, but the the improved bid has supposedly been made of around 17 million euros, with four million euros in bonuses, uh, which could reach that level. So Arsenal could end up completing this deal for under 20 million, which would be really good business for Arsenal to get a player of this kind of quality, this potential in, uh, as soon as feasibly possible in the window. And then we can focus on getting some more players out and then we can get some more central midfielders in because we certainly need to get in another top level central midfielder into the team as soon as possible. And that does conclude all of the news for today's show. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in for all of those. We do now move on to, of course, our Q and a section of the show for the last 15 minutes. So if you've got a question, you've got a thought or a feeling, you would like to ask about any of the links that we've had so far, then make sure you chuck those into the chat box. But please drop a like on the video if you haven't already and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on. Clayton says, Tom, are there any players uh, that have impressed you at the Euros that you would be interested in Arsenal signing? I think the players that you need to look for that are impressing at the Euros are ones that have impressed Beyond just the Euros, too, Marcel Sabitzer is certainly one of those, as we mentioned earlier, has been great for Leipzig and has gone into the tournament and continued to impress, which is which is really positive from that perspective. Uh, we've talked about a number of players. To be fair, I think Spinazzola at, at uh, Italy has has done really well and has played really well for Roma. I mean, if you haven't seen Roma's tweet um it's a really fantastic uh, comedic tweet they put up about why you've not seen spinat zola before go and check on their uh, i think it's their english twitter page which a lot of continental clubs have some very comedy driven english twitter accounts um so make sure you check that out. but he's he's been very impressive uh, for italy and has already been so for, for roma as well in fact I can't remember who i was speaking to about it but roma how juve let him go is is still beyond me um mm-hmm. a lot of people in the chat box are saying Mbabu, babu uh, who we did actually talk about in our possible right back replacements for for Hector Bellerin he's he has good games and bad games he's, he's he needs to improve his consistency that's for sure but he was great yesterday when he came off the bench but the ball in for Sefirovic, of course has actually started most of the games and but was taken out of the side due to inconsistency and vidma came in over him so that does go to show you that there is a little bit of question about his consistency and, and that's why he was taken out of the starting lineup but he's been okay for for wolfsburg he suffered a big injury at the start or the end of last the end of the 1920 season, that's why Ridal Baku came in as a bit of a right back. Then, when Mbabu became fit again, he took back the right back sport, and Ridal Baku played in front of him and looked really good as well. So, two players there uh, that certainly could be linked with a move to Arsenal um kunjun says good morning tom uh, justin the swiss captain linked with a move to arsenal after his display against france arsenal will make a concrete move for him soon again yeah. i mean if if he wasn't linked to arsenal there would be an absolute clamor if he wasn't an arsenal player and we'd, he'd never been at the club there'd be a clamour for jacka based off that performance i've absolutely no doubt in my mind uh darren says tom would you <laughs> would you sign switzerland's up and coming blonde midfielder uh it'd be great if we could get him in wouldn't it be absolutely fantastic jasmine says tom how do you uh how do you uh rate kevin and babu do you think he could be a good replacement for our right back situation as we talked about there i think he's got consistency problems but i think he is at a level that could you know if he was to come in, can certainly work on that and develop to remove those inconsistencies from his game but he's not a perfect replacement for bellerin that's for sure. Um boo, 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 boo. Mo says, Hi Tom. Your thoughts on Albert Steubenberg, like quality and coaching Wales? Of course Steuvenberg's already at Arsenal, Mo. Um he's Mikel Arteta's assistant and I have a lot of criticisms about his uh, about the way the lack of challenge that the coaching the the backroom staff are bringing to Arteta's decision making. That's that's what I'd say about Stuvenberg. Thomas says maybe I'm just ignorant, but what has Sabitzer done to impress you in the Euros? Looks wasteful to me. Lots of wild shots off target. Now, of course. A lot of players like to shoot from range. You can talk about the likes so of Ruben Neves and Granit Jacker, of course, and that's not something to really kind of assess a player on that. He's brilliant on the ball. He loves driving at the opponents, taking the ball and progressing it up the field. He takes on players like, it's not, like there's no tomorrow. Right? And he's done that for RB Leipzig. He's versatile, can play in multiple positions, and ultimately be available for a really good fee as well. And has shown it on the Champions League level and now the international level as well. So that, uh, they, Thomas, are all the reasons why he hasn't impressed me. Kevin says, Mateus Pereira would be great. Prem proven with 11 goals and six assists, better than our midfielders last season. I think that he has obviously shown to be of the, the, the level required to play in the Premier League and perform at the top level. And if Arsenal were to go in and get him this summer, I would certainly be uh, okay with that. Uh, Iger says Danny Olmo looks quite good. Who actually lost his place in the starting Spain lineup for a little bit. So Rabia has come in and done really well. has kept that striking spot too. I can't believe that Ferran Torres is is not starting at the moment. He's uh, he just seems to come on and and absolutely smash it every time from the bench. Um, But Danny Armo is a very, very good player, but I think he would go for an exceptional amount of money. You're looking at upwards of 50 million quid um, from from Leipzig. He's got a long-term deal, a big, big buyout clause. So I think you'd struggle to get him in, to be honest. Um, Let's scroll down a little bit more and get some more of your thoughts and feelings. Gunnar 72 says, Tom, uh, would you take Delaney, uh, the Borussia Dortmund central midfielder? I think he's looks good in fits and spurts. I actually put him in my fantasy team at the start of the tournament because I quite like him. Uh, he hasn't able to return anything, and I did get rid of him quite quickly. Um, but uh, Delaney's kind of someone who's versatile enough that you can also drop in at center back if need be. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure if he's the, the type that we're after necessarily, um, and I don't know if, if Dortmund would let him go. I also I can't actually remember uh, how old Thomas Delaney is. Let me just have a quick check. Uh, of that thomas delaney is 29 so i'm not sure he's the right choice uh for an age profile of central midfielder that we should really be going for right now if you sign him as a 29 year old then I mean, you're going to give him a three-year deal, four-year deal until he's 33. We need players that have got that sell-on value, so I'm not sure he's the right one. Jasmine says Fabian Ruiz uh, can do a job. Because, I mean, he can do more than a job. He's fantastic, is Fabian Ruiz. An amazingly elegant player, really good for Napoli, uh, arguably their best midfielder, and has been for some time, even when Alan was there too. Uh, and I feel bad for the guy that he's not getting more minutes uh, for Spain this tournament, and mainly being used off the bench because he was playing... Uh, a fair few minutes in the lead up to the tournament and has been excellent when he has played so Fabian Ruiz is a great player but again I think he'd be very very expensive Javi uh, says Tom I like the idea of Renato Sanchez how hard do you think it would be for us to get him uh, very hard um, exceptionally hard I think they're looking for a, a huge fee I heard rumors of 70 million euros uh, being touted around Bayern Munich are interested as well in getting him back Arsenal are I mean, there has been links. they have been very kind of unreliable links, but there have been links uh, with Arsenal kind of tracking the situation. Uh, but, I mean, I, his performances at the Euros have not been as good as the Granit Xhaka performance we saw yesterday. So if, if we're basing it on the Euros, I need to see more. But we're not, we don't just do that. And he was very, very good for Lille last season. Thank you, Wilson. Much appreciate that. Uh, Mr. Harrison says, Hey, Tom, how would you compare Edouard to the other forwards that have been mentioned, like an Andre Silva or an Isaac or a Dominic Calvert-Lewin? All seems quite. Um, all, all seems quite from a quiet from a Leicester perspective. It has because I mean they're getting Pats and Dacca. so they're not going to be getting Eduard. His future remains uncertain, although there were rumours that he's happy to remain at Celtic for another season. How do I assess him and compare him to those other guys? I mean, the thing about Eduard—he's got kind of the height and the physicality, but he doesn't lose the pace. He's still very quick. He's good off the mark. He's got good acceleration. He's very composed in the final third at times as well. He hasn't been as good this season, or nine to, uh, as in 2021, as he has been in say 1920. Uh, but he is still uh, done very well. And, and obviously, with Celtic playing quite poorly this year, has suffered a little bit because of that. But it certainly isn't down to him. He's still got a great goal haul last campaign. Pain and and he should really get a move this summer how do I compare it to the likes of Andre Silva and Izak I think Izak's got a lot more potential but he's not showing the same output as, as Eduard is at the current state and his only ever lower. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is on a different higher plane to Eduard in terms of his output and his competitiveness in the Premier League and Andre Silva I think is in a similar bracket um, to Dominic Calvert-Lewin right now with his goal output being so high for the Bundesliga last season only Lewandowski Finish with a higher goal tally. So, if you were to pick from all of those, I would choose Calvert Lewin based upon the uh, Premier League side of things and taking him from one of our rivals as well. Dependent on the fee, of course, next in line would probably be Andre Silva. So that's that's where I would fall with those guys. Let's scroll down a little bit more to get some more thoughts and feelings from the chat box. Uh, Bradley says, do you think we would have got Pats and Dakar for the same price as Leicester? They seem to be allowed to take players in the cheap. Yes, I do. Because the thing about Rebel Salzburg is they don't tend to let players go for a huge amount of money unless they are exceptional. I mean, even zoboslai went for just under 20 million quid. So they don't tend to let players leave for huge fees because they can't command it from the league that they're playing in. They just keep on making money on the players that they sell. They do really well at that. Um, But no, I'm not surprised that he went for that fee. And I don't think if Arsenal would have gone for him that they would have been asked to pay anything more than Leicester have. So uh, no. Other teams, maybe. Uh, Alan says, do you think we could get an extra five uh, for Xhaka now? No, I don't because, I mean, that performance that we saw yesterday is a performance that we've seen. Before this season, But like it's it's not it doesn't surprise me that Granite Xhaka played in that way. That's that is a Granite Xhaka good performance. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, Gunner seventy two says, "What about Mikkel Damsgaard? young uh, Danish attacking midfielder? Scored a great goal uh, against uh, who was it against in the final game? Russia, wasn't it? Uh, it's got a really really good goal in that game and, and looked lively and got an assist as well against Wales. Uh, so." Maybe he is someone that Arsenal would want to look at. I haven't really seen too much of him beyond the tournament, so I'm not going to come out with a, a an assessment of him like I know him from really well because I don't. I've only seen him at the Euros, but he's looked like sprightly. Um, but I'd need to do some more research into how he's got on for his club side. I don't know who his club side is, so he's someone that I really need to get kind of a little bit more uh into at the moment uh false manager says gabriel uh, or ben white who's better um well i mean ben white had a better season last year um so you I mean right now you'd say ben white is better than gabriel uh you'd hope that gabriel can kind of step up that performance i think if if gabriel performed as well as he did in the first say three four months for the whole season then we'd be saying gabriel but he did drop off quite a bit towards the end of the campaign so uh, I definitely would be uh, looking into into Ben White being a, an upgrade upon the centre-backs that we already have. Uh, so there you go. Counterpoint says, Tom, uh, thoughts on Gerard Moreno as a potential striking option? Again, he's kind of towards, as far as I'm aware, the other end of the age spectrum, um let me have a quick look he's 29 i think we need to be bringing in players that have got sell on value i mean we've got two relatively old football age-wise strikers at the club so a 29 year old i'm not quite sure that's the right age profile that arsenal need to be looking at uh steven says uh hi tom question is there's a marquee signing at arsenal that no one linked us with as we do this quite often ozil being the example um Maybe. there could I mean, Stephen, there's always the chance. We saw with the Matt Ryan deal in January of, of last, this year, isn't it, 2021, um, that they can be done out of completely nowhere. It's highly unlikely a deal of that magnitude would be able to go under the radar. But it's not to say that later on down the window, we get linked to players that we aren't even being talked about now. That always kind of crops up. I mean, deals that happen towards the end of the window tend to become available because of dominoes falling at other clubs. So that's, that's what you need to focus on. Um, let's go to would I take Tammy Abraham do you see it's, it's, I don't know what it is but it's just something about Tammy Abraham that I, I'm not quite sure about and I'm not sure if if the the, the level that he's been playing at Chelsea is right for him um, I'm not sure if if Arsenal if where we want to go which is obviously to the same level as Chelsea which is back in the Champions League if Tammy Abraham is the right striker to take us there And I don't know how much about the fee. I mean, Chelsea want a very big fee for this guy. And I'm not sure if that's the right one. Plus, does Tammy Abraham get into other top six teams in the league? And if you answer that question with a no, do we want to get a striker that's not helping us to close that gap? So that's what you need to consider. The Jones says, I really, really like Isaac as a player. He seems great on his feet, but I think flow will come good. And that's another big question about next season is what's going to happen with following Balogun. How is he going to get the minutes? Where are those minutes going to come from? How is he going to perform? Is he going to make a case for a starting spot in the team next season? We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Mick Lucas says, are you concerned that Villa are not going away from ESR? I'm not concerned about that situation in regards specifically to Villa's pursuit of Emile Smith-Rowe. I'm concerned that players uh, that rather, yeah, the players that are really crucial to Arsenal's team are being bidded for by clubs of the level of Aston Villa. And when I say the level of Aston Villa, that's not to disrespect them. I'm talking about clubs that are like Aston Villa, trying to replace Arsenal in the position in the table, as in challenges for European football. Aston Villa want to be where Arsenal are. If they're starting to bid for our players, it's a bad sign, and Arsenal need to do as much as they can to change the perspective of other clubs and how they Arsenal are viewed amongst those clubs. So I'm not concerned about this. I'd be very shocked if Arsenal sold him um, and if he didn't sign a new deal, but you should be concerned that the bid in itself exists and that there is a perception that Arsenal's players can be got, especially our key players from clubs on the level of Aston Villa. Uh, Henry says, Tom, uh, when will you be starting your own ITK account? (laughs) Never, mate. Absolutely never. I'd rather just call them out, to be honest. It's more fun. It's much more fun that way. I'd rather get you guys, the actual journalists on the show that can give you the real info than start claiming information myself. Uh, Belaja says, Tom, what uh, what are your thoughts on Aaron Ramsdale? Uh, this hasn't really moved too much since we heard those initial links. There's been no bids, according to the local Sheffield United media, uh, for either of him or Sanderberg so far. I, the thing is about Ramsdale is that I'd, I'd, be, I'd be okay with Arsenal getting him in as backup if we were spending like 10 million quids on him. But 20 million upwards is just mental. Like I'm not interested in entertaining 20 million plus for Aaron Ramsdale. It's just not a it's just not an economically sensible deal to do. So not for me. Not a chance. Uh yes, Danny's he's, he's a world renowned ITK and he should be followed at all costs. Uh Sahil says, Tom, like Nuno is going to Fenabache. Why does nobody want to join Spurs? Uh it's a good question. Without trying to, obviously, you're coming from an we're coming from an Arsenal perspective, so you can never really t- be taken too seriously on this one. That um, if I try and come from a non-neutral point of view, I think when you see what happened to them last season, they're playing in a really awful competition next year in the Conference League. They sacked their manager a week before a cup final that he took them to. Their financial situation is awful. They can't afford to go out and spend too much money. There's uncertainties about players like Harry Kane, Jungmin Son. It is a really unattractive profile of club for managers that want to kind of turn around their careers because every manager that's gone there so far has either failed to win a trophy or their stock has fallen. I mean, you look at Mourinho now going to Roma. You look at at Pochettino, obviously, going from Spurs to PSG and not winning the title there. There is something about being Spurs coach which is not attractive, and that's great. From an Arsenal point of view, and we love that fact. But for them, it's really concerning. And just coming from a, a football neutral perspective, they desperately need to change the perception of themselves to the wider market. Because I mean, I'm not seeing any links besides I saw a link to our the other day that I would question our if, if he went there. Um that's not to say I really want him to come to Arsenal, or so i will be salty about it because you know how I feel about our, but I would question kind of his mindset if he went to Spurs. I'm not sure that's a good move for him. So We'll see. I hope the comedy continues. I really do, because I'm enjoying every second of it. Uh, Abinav says, why is it taking uh, this long for Emil Smith-Rowe to sign? It's just things take long longer sometimes. Um, his agent's making it harder for Arsenal. He wants to get in the best deal possible. Uh, he's away on holiday right now is another factor to put to put into that. He didn't go to the Euros like Tierney did, so he wasn't around to sign that new deal. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't worry. It's just, it, it'll, it'll get there. Don't worry. Is it because his chances would be limited if we sign a player like Madison? I think that he is aware of the fact that Arsenal want an attacking midfielder, but I think he knows And when Odegaard comes in, he still gets plenty of minutes. So that hopefully will not be a problem. Um, yes, yeah, so I did tell you, did tell me, Stephen, about Kafka, uh, or C- CACFA, <laughs> which is a, a great acronym for our ITK friends, of course. Uh, it's a great question, Mama, and I don't have an answer for it, I'm afraid. Uh, Vishal says, any news on Lacazette's future? No, mate, absolutely none. There's no movement. There's no talks. There's no interest uh, that's made, been made official by any other club. There's no movement. He expected to come back for pre-season and join up with the squads, and, and that's it so far. Things could change later on the window. We'll have to wait and see if Arsenal do move for a striker or someone else comes in for Lacazette. We'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, absolutely nothing. We don't know. Um, I'm actually getting a little bit bored of uh, <laughs> those guys. Uh, no Sleep says, Leave you going uh, to b- B&M. <laughs> I love b B&M. and and ms great. <laughs> It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, Drizzy says, I'm surprised no one wants the Spurs job. With the Kane sale, the manager could build their team almost in one window. Uh, Yasir says their best finish for years was 12th. Uh, They're being too cocky about this. Aston Villa, I think you're talking about. I don't think it's about being cocky. I think it's about ambition. It's about trying to obviously test the waters, find out where you can and what type of players you can go for. I don't think it's cockiness. I think it's naive to believe that Aston Villa are, are being cocky. I think that, that is the – if I was in charge of Aston Villa, that is exactly what I would be doing, bidding for players of the teams that we're in rival and competition with. Absolutely. Uh, no, I saw no new midfield links so far other than Sabitzer that came out this morning. That is it, but it was a very loose link. It was just based upon interest so far. Uh, Thomas says, how is our friend Willian doing on his new club search? Again, no news. We were told by Fab that 100% he will leave Arsenal this summer, but there's no movement on anything so far. So very quiet in that area. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys, as always, to speak to you every single morning. Uh, I will see you uh, again tomorrow, not even tomorrow. I'm going to see you a little bit later on today for the tactical breakdown on Mert Mulder, the uh, Sassuolo right-back that we've been linked to. Uh, Make sure you go and catch up on the uh, Nuno Tavaj tactical breakdown that we released yesterday, as well as the Arsenal transfer podcast that I did with Kian and Ludwig and Vinny that came out at 4pm? 5pm yesterday. So make sure you go and check all of that content out. It's on the channel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it and subscribe if you are new around here with those notifications turned on. I'll see you again a little bit later on this afternoon. And as always, up the Arsenal.
0: That's stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.